TVP's announcements. This is a series that we have on our network where we give you announcements about upcoming projects and platforms that are entering the crypto ecosystem. Now, this is a disclaimer because we do that now. So, here's the thing this is the presentation of a platform, and that's it. This is an investment advice. Don't take it as investment advice. If you like the platform, seek it out in the show notes. Go there, buy the things, invest in the platform. Help them out with your skill sets. But we're not giving you any recommendations or advice. This is just for you to listen to and soak up some new information about a new platform in this ecosystem. So, please enjoy. Hey everybody, welcome back. Another episode of... TBP's announcements, the Bitcoin podcast announcements. If you hear that awesome music by The Absurdist, uh, you know what time it is. And today, we will on this episode, uh, we are joined by one Dan Gailey, the CEO and founder of Synapse.ai. And so, Dan, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. Thank you so much. Awesome. So... We like to get started um, by figuring out who is Dan Gailey. So, could you could you give us a little bit of your background? Maybe professional, maybe a little bit of personal. You know what you were doing. You know before this cryptocurrency hype wave entered your life, and then you fell down the rabbit hole that is crypto, and you never looked back until the point where you created Synapse. Yeah. I'm too far deep to look back, right? Like, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. We'll we'll start out with kind of uh, my background, and I'll go into what led up to where we're at now. And uh, so, I actually I've been programming since I was like nine years old, right? So uh, that was kind of like my big introduction to computers, I guess. Was I asked somebody how to hack on like AOL? I might be dating myself now. Uh, and somebody <laughs> instead of teaching me how to hack they basically taught me how to program. And um, so from there, I was in the hacking and freaking scene. And, you know, I, I ended up starting the computer club at my high school. That's how nerdy I am. Uh, and um, and uh, I didn't immediately go to college, right? I went to work in the telecom industry doing uh, research in what is now cloud computing and uh, did network security for oil and gas companies. Um, and then I ended up going back to college for uh, electrical engineering with a focus in autonomous robotics as well as computational chemistry. Ended up moving out to San Francisco, 2010, and 
uh, funny enough, uh, back in the day, I had applied for this early startup called Uber <laughs> to be their technical co-founder. And uh, you know, decided not to do that and that I wanted to come out here and work at another startup um, and figure out how to basically run a company, right? So that mm -hmm. was my, my, my big desire is to figure out how to run a, a startup. Um, I ended up working at uh, different startups, starting my own startup, and then uh, running the San Francisco Hacker News meetup, where I can meet other hackers and other developers and just hang out and talk about the latest, coolest, greatest stuff. I, I got pretty connected, and uh, you know, I guess one thing led to another, and people started talking about this crazy Bitcoin stuff, right? Uh, which is like the free, at the time it was like free revolutionary anonymous money, right? Whatever, whatever the narrative was at the time. Um, and people were like, yeah, I can just like send it to somebody else across, you know, the world. And like, there it is. And uh, it was kind of interesting and definitely piqued my interest enough where I decided that I wanted to uh, maybe build a, an exchange, right? Because I think the only exchange at the time was like Mountain Gox. <clears throat> and uh, uh, so I went out and somebody on somebody posted on Hacker News that they were looking for a, a co-founder. And I brought a friend of mine out who was a reporter at Wired uh, to the meeting. And it was Brian Armstrong, funny enough, uh, who's the co-founder of Coinbase. And um, I went back to a friend of mine and I was like, we've got to start an exchange. Like, this is a hot new thing. And they had come from Microsoft, and I don't think they, at the time, they, had, they knew, they could see the impact that Bitcoin was about to have, but this was like in 2011, uh, maybe 2012. And, uh, uh, but, so they decided they, they didn't want to do it, and that Bitcoin was a fad. And uh, so I ended up working at a venture capital company as an EIR. And uh, an EIR is an entrepreneur in residence, right? And my job was to uh, perform some like due diligence, but mostly handle deal flow for new and emergent tech companies, especially in the crypto space. So back in 2013, I think, um, I was going out meeting crypto companies and basically figuring out who the right hackers were to give a bunch of money to, to bloom this whole ecosystem, right? To blossom this whole ecosystem. and. Um, uh, I went to the first Bitcoin conference out in San Jose and, you know, you saw people that were like the Winklevoss twins just walking around. Uh, Coinbase now had, uh, you know, their, their setup there where you could just walk up and talk to them. The, the technical uh, lead on uh, Ripple was just there and I could sit down and ask them questions. And this was all very super nascent where... Um, you know, everyone was accessible and you could talk to the hackers like firsthand and there weren't that, that you know, these huge big businesses yet. Um, and, and that got me so stoked, right? Uh, funny enough, like at the same time there was a comic book convention happening and it was like, okay, I'm just like in nerd heaven, right? Like, <laughs> um, so fast forward, I, I leave uh, the venture capital firm because, you know, I'm an entrepreneur and I have to, to build stuff. So, um, I go out and I'm like, uh, I start uh, a hackathon called Hackendo. We only end up throwing one, one uh, 
hackathon, but it was like the the seed hackathon that kind of changed my life. And I'm sitting there. Uh, the the theme is integrate, right? Which is like at the time we had all these IoT devices and quantified uh, self kind of devices. And what what I was noticing is like, okay, I wanted to get people out to integrate all these different services to see what kind of new and emergent products we can build, right? What does that future look like when all these things start talking? And uh, so as they were pitching, right, I, I'm sitting there thinking, oh, if where we're at now is like me and my devices, right, and how I can work with them and how they work together. Well, obviously the next step is going to be me and my devices, you and your devices, and how all of that works together, right? So. Mm -hmm. I decided to build this fabric, right, called Playa. Well, actually, first it was called Market. And I was like, oh, well, I'll just call it Meerkat. And then another startup called Meerkat came out. And I was like, OK, well, yeah, I've been the Burning Man once now, so I can call it Playa. Um, and uh, so uh, I set out to build this thing. I bring on some really great uh, advisors. And uh, you know, I start shopping it around. I start shopping the, the proof of concept around. And people, at the time, I think it was a pretty radical idea because I'm talking about you know, heterogeneous networks and like multi-agent systems and facilitating like some directive and, and building predictive models and things like that, which now today doesn't sound crazy, right? Uh, but back then, people like we're still in mobile app land, right? Like, um, and so, you know, I'd go to my venture capital friends and I'd, I'd kind of pitch them on these, these ideas and uh, they were just like, you're like six steps ahead, right? And I, I get invited to launch, uh, sorry, uh, another conference and they had me out in the startup pit and they had me on stage and, uh, you know, I'm pitching this, this idea, this thing I'm working on and the, the judges are like, you're either, uh, you're either a genius or you're insane. And I was like, cool, I'm probably one of those. Uh, <laughs> and I, I walk off stage and my friend was like, why can't you be both? <laughs> I'm like, great, thanks for the vote of confidence, right? Uh, and I get back to my little like startup demo booth and all of a sudden, you know, I'm kind of like, okay, well that didn't go so well. Like maybe I need to figure out how to talk about this. But, you know, all of a sudden, like one of the senior VPs from like NTV uh, Docomo came out, right? And uh, at Cisco came out and GE came out and they all started talking to me. Someone from the Department of Defense came out and they all started talking to me about this thing, about this future, about this, this idea that I had to build and this prototype that I was working on. And so it was kind of like added, it validated what I was working on because all of these people at these large companies who are literally building the infrastructure for the future came out and said, yes, this is what's going to happen next. How are you doing it? We want to know more, right? So that, that kind of was the, the, oh, this is going to be a huge thing moment, right? And my pitch at the time was kind of also, uh, off the wall then, but doesn't seem, it seems pretty standard and normal now where, um, you know, you, you'd basically get out of your autonomous vehicle and uh, it would need to find a recharging station, right? So it would negotiate and transact with charging stations around it um, and then contract itself out as an Uber to make money while you slept, right? And that's kind of like a year and a half later became Tesla's master plan, right? Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, so fast forward, uh, I, I give the prototype, show it to a friend, and uh, this was like uh, Adam Gibson at, at um, 
deep learning for J. And um, he was like, this is cool, but people want something that they can play with, right? And I'm like, okay, great. So now I need to put this in the hands of developers and come out with something that they can play with. Uh, since, since my background's in electrical engineering, like I, I decided to prototype a wearable device, right? That basically acts as a bot platform that can integrate cryptocurrency and this network that I'm building. Uh, but that's kind of a mouthful. And at the time, a lot of people were just like, yeah, we have no idea what you're talking about. Like you can build, because bots wasn't even a marketing term yet, right? Previously bots in like the, the 90s and 2000s were these like nefarious botnets. Um, <laughs> you know, and so for me to say, I, and I was using the phrase autonomous intelligent agent, which is like <laughs> just alienating everyone as soon as I start that sentence. Um, and, uh, you know, the bots scene came up on uh, Facebook's kind of radar. Um, and uh, so while we were building this, I built out the device client architecture. I built out the backend. I built out the synchronization software. We were building the uh, like sensor fusion machine learning pipeline to this thing. Uh, where you can like have a bot, command your bot, and uh, like share along some kind of backplane, like share all the sensor information, right, and models. Um, so we go out to the bot community, and they're like, "Yeah, we have no idea what, you what you're talking about." Can you, you know? There's a theme <laughs> where I come out with something, and people are like, "Yeah, we have no idea what this is." <laughs> See, um, I'd be the I'd one be person in the room that's like, "Tell me more tell me of what more. I don't know." Right. And, and like, you know, I, I say that this is a theme, but there were so many true believers along the way that wholeheartedly supported what I was working on and, and the, that thing, that future that I was working towards. Right. So uh, but it oftentimes it's the doubters that whose voices seem the loudest. Right. And you kind of have to train yourself to just concentrate on the true believers. So um, we go out to the bot scene and uh, a lot of it's like evangelizing, like, OK, well, how can we figure out how to get all of these people who are thinking about this future of like autonomous intelligent agents or bots that can embody devices. And, and uh, then like Alexa uh, came up and Google Home came up where they actually have people building bots and recipes and things like that. <clears throat> and so the conversation became a little bit easier to talk about. Now, one of the things that I did do was uh, as an engineer, you tend to like abstract things out, right? To identify uh, common components that you can then uh, use in, in new and interesting ways. So uh, we, we kind of looked at this, this device and we said, well, what's the, what's the real core value here, right? And uh, you know, building, building a network where these devices can all talk and connect and transact with one another was, was kind of the aha moment, right? Where if we build the, the platform and network and allow developers to leverage that, uh, we can create a whole ecosystem, right, of these things that can communicate and grow and learn together. So uh, that's uh, when I was working on Playa, a friend of mine was like, hey, there's this new thing called Ethereum. You should check it out, right? Uh, I have to send a shout out to, to Justin for uh, hooking me up with Ethereum uh, back in the early days. I checked out Ethereum, and it seemed really right for us. So uh, Ethereum had just... I think they were just talking about doing an ICO. So uh, we were like, yeah, we should do an ICO too. That sounds brilliant, right? Like we're generating, uh, we forked Bitcoin into something called Stardust. Um, and we had 
set out to 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 kind of get people involved uh and you know we went to people and they're like yeah we have no idea what you're talking about like what is an ico <laughs> right mm-hmm. uh and th- so this was like uh two years ago i feel like um and uh yeah it was it was completely it was completely crazy like once the ico fervor started happening uh, you saw more and more people that kind of opened up to this idea of like decentralization and distributed compute and democratized services, right? Because those became the the whole ethos and philosophy behind the movement. And that played kind of hand in hand with what we were building and talking about all this time, right? And um, so, so, you know, we tried our, our first ICO. No one knew what we were doing. And it was mostly just education, right? People were like, what? I, I get to, I have to buy one crazy internet money to buy another crazy internet money. And like, and then something else is going to happen. And, you know, it was just like, not the right time. And mm-hmm. uh, um, so, uh, you know, fast forward, we've we've abstracted and distilled out what's important from everything that we were building at the time. And uh, then we we basically were like, okay, well, now's the right time. We have all the vision. We have all the background. We have, uh, you know, a, a pretty pretty strong community and pretty strong network to help us get this done. So we we start going out and preaching probably at the time was the craziest message uh, that I've ever preached was, was a uh, AI plus blockchain, right? Like that, that was crazy. That's a crazy thing to say at the time, right? Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, we got pushback. People were like, what are you talking about? Is it too like buzzword salad? It's all hype. Uh, you know, but we had, we, we came from this background. This is like, we were born out of this fire, right? Of like trying to marry and understand how blockchain and how machine learning models and how these agents and bots kind of work together, uh, that was like our bread and butter, right? So we just kept evangelizing and slowly you start accumulating those true believers and the people that understand and see and can identify, you know, where this fits and where this works and slowly and slowly it starts to grow, right? Um, so now, uh, you know, we're working on synapse.ai and uh, I'm giving a keynote at the Decentralized AI Summit uh, this Thursday. Uh, February 1st with huge companies like Google, IBM, Unity, Slack, NVIDIA, SETI at home, you know, I mean, just Microsoft, right? I mean, two years ago, saying AI and blockchain was crazy. But now, like these companies are starting to think about it, right? These companies are starting to think about there's this whole big new ecosystem being born. How can we participate? And so going from you know, I was going to say, I'm, that's a great segue, is that like there's a lot of companies saying this now. Uh, I came into a lot of them at the, the North American Bitcoin Conference. And so like yeah. how, it seems like you've had you know, rubber meeting the road for a while. Yeah. So yeah. what separates Synapse.ai from all these, I, I think I could count maybe 10 that I saw yeah. two weeks ago that they're trying to do AI plus blockchain, or they switch it. They go blockchain plus AI. And I'm like, oh, okay. So you're just right. Gonna... I'm an actor slash model, not a model slash actor. Right. <laughs> it's commutative, man. It's commutative. Yeah. It doesn't yeah. matter. <laughs> uh, you know, I, I think I think it's great. I think 
you know, back in the day, it was really hard. I, we felt like we're the progenitors of this, and it was really hard to even create a dialogue around those <clears throat> those things. And and having people come up and realizing that there is a market here, and there are there is an opportunity to actually build into the ecosystem. I think it's fantastic, right? I think the more people we get out to participate and start building, the the more uh, valid. <clears throat> that future becomes, right? Because you have a lot of smart people thinking how to build smart products, right? So I think it's, I think it's great. And, uh, you know, I, I can't wait to see more of it, right? Mm -hmm. So like the Decentralized AI Summit has a bunch of independent researchers uh, as well as like those big companies. So we have like Ocean Protocol, um, we have Doc.ai. So like other people that are thinking about uh, just how to connect these things and like, what does it mean? And what is the impact, right? Not just to ourselves, but to our devices and to our neighbors and to our, you know, to humanity as a whole. And I think that's, that's amazing. Mm -hmm. So let's, so that's a, that's a, that's a large background. And, and I, th I think you kind of have set the record straight on how long you've been in, in this industry and seen it grow. And you've actually been an active participant in this industry which is which is great so so tell us a little bit about the token that that you're building at synops.ai and what it's what its utility is and 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 how the user is is going to interact with this token yeah <clears throat> so right now it's an erc20 token and uh we have our our marketplace is uh is already built uh, we're waiting to launch it. We have a developer fund and developer uh, kind of portal that we're building out. Uh, and how people are going to be uh, using the token is by participating on the network and transacting across on the network. So um, if you check out one of my videos, I do walkthroughs of what we're building and kind of how we're thinking about it. I even have like five-minute walkthroughs where I just like blast through everything. So if somebody wants to digest that pretty, pretty quickly, they can. Um, so there's the way that people are using the token is to uh, basically transact uh, access to services, right? So uh, access is bonded. Um, and if you want to participate in building an ontology, which is like basically a schema of interfaces and resources uh, and services, then you know you have to bond some tokens there. Um, participation on the network itself, next level will be how people participate, uh, whether that's contributing compute or contributing storage, uh, you'll be rewarded with tokens. There's also going to be kind of a staking of it that needs to be fleshed out next, as well as a rotation system, right? So uh, that's that's essentially how the token will be used uh, across the network. Yeah. Nice. Okay. Yeah. So one of one of the more emergent qualities, though, I think is is pretty cool is because we're using the blockchain for access control and provenance data lineage, uh, we can create open models, open machine learning models, where people's contributions uh, to train models right, can be rewarded when that model is leveraged. And so something that we've been talking about beyond just you know, the AI economies where we're talking about autonomous agents talking to autonomous agents and transacting across a network is the royalty economy where people get paid for training automation, right? Get paid for training those machine learning models uh, in perpetuity, right? So 
the more people participate, the more people get paid, but the better those models become as well, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's very interesting. So that's something that I've always liked to something I've always liked to experiment with or and not experiment with, but just know uh, that my contributions to a network or contributions to a platform were helping to train AI or helping to you know, I'm a bit of a futurist myself. And oh, good. you know, I'm I'm embracing the robot overlords, unlike some people. Uh, I think it's great. I think it's gonna be great. You know, <laughs> We don't have a choice, so we better think it's going to be great. <laughs> we can make it great starting right now, right? <laughs> yeah. I was like, I think it's funny every time Elon Musk is like, it's, what did he say last year? It was so damn dramatic. He's like, uh, AI is going to be opening up the gates to hell. And I was like, dude, you know you're not Christian. <laughs> With like a, here. a single tear rolling down his face. Yeah. Uh, but it's interesting because, he, you know, he also invested in, I think, vicarious and and i think he also invested in open ai right so there's this whole narrative of like understanding that it's coming and that we have to figure out you know where it fits and we talk a lot about this on we have this like weekly podcast where we talk about like ai and, and stuff like that um and i think it's really interesting because i have a different philosophy on on where ai kind of fits uh in, in in the grand scheme of things, right? And I think it, it will eventually act as a codex between natural systems, right? Where, uh, you know, you've seen deep learning research now where people are kind of um, translating dolphin sounds, right? So you can understand dolphins or dogs or things like that. So, uh, you know, you have the, uh, I think we'll eventually have an AI that acts as a companion and uh, helps to, helps us to participate both in the, the world around us as well as, you know, uh, helps us to grow better, right? Absolutely. Um, I have a very positive philosophy on AI, which is why I like building it. My philosophy is, 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 is kind of positive, but it's just kind of like a, also the, the lazy philosopher's approach is like, if we do build AI, and let's say it does become sentient, then best case scenario is there's bad AI and there's good AI, and the good AI is going to fight the bad AI, and not much changes except for everything looks cooler. I don't know. <laughs> you <laughs> literally, literally just described Transformers. <laughs> like, <laughs> there we go. Like the, yeah. the 80s cartoon. Cool. Yep. Being raised on yeah. 80s cartoons worked on me, I guess. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> anyways. <laughs> so, let's get into some of the descriptives of uh the token so uh, i know i just i took a glance and you're doing a tier two token sale um yeah. every single one of these these token sales are structured differently it seems like so so what is yours and how do be people participate yeah so our token sale we decided to do it in tiers uh just so that we kind of saw how people were like raising a ton of money and like doing a ton of marketing and then they were kind of like quiet right after they raised which is a little worrisome for me and as a, as a developer, as somebody who likes developing product and community, I wanted to do it tiered, right? And our advisors suggested we do it tiered as well. And it just made sense for, you know, building community, building momentum around product and demonstrating to people that, hey, we're actually like really building stuff here. And so uh, we're coming up on our second tier, February 5th. 
And uh, we have a soft cap of 1.5 million, hard cap of 15. Um, and any unsold tokens will roll into our final and, and last tier, which uh, after that, all the tokens will be either redispersed or, or redistributed or burned. Mm -hmm. Okay. How do people get to it? How do people get to the sale? They can visit tokensale.synapse.ai and um, they can sign up uh, through the whitelist there and participate. We're having a pre-sale right now with a minimum of uh, 100 ETH and the, the actual open sale starts on Monday where uh, you'll be able to participate with like uh, 0.1 ETH. Okay, just Ether, no Bitcoin. Uh, no. So we're actually going to do Ether, Bitcoin, XRP, NEO, and maybe Doge. <laughs> Just because our, our advisor is Jackson Palmer, right? One of our advisors. <laughs> That's cool. That's yeah, nice. and, you know, I, I really, I have such a soft spot in my heart for Doge because when we were investigating, when I was an EIR investigating crypto, Doge was literally the only crypto that was being used on such a, a grand scale, right? There was... It was being used as a tipping crypto everywhere, right? Facebook, Reddit, like you name it. It was just like, it was, to me, that was the, the, the biggest, uh, most well-used crypto, right? And mm -hmm. so I, I still have a huge, huge, big place in my heart. I was looking actually at my old Facebook post from back then and I was like, I'm mining Doge, you know, it's like uh, <laughs> pretty funny in retrospect. I think I actually mind a little bit of Doge too. I mind yeah. Lycone mainly. Nice. Yeah. So another important question is obviously the core of this community is developers. Um, how can any freelance developers help you out? What if there's a young, young whippersnapper just graduated college and is looking for a project to dig into? You know, what's yeah. your portal to the public as far as you got a GitHub, Telegram, like how do people help you? Yeah, so we have a Telegram. It's t.me forward slash synapse ICO. And they can reach out to me, dan at synapse.ai. We've just uh, finished the first uh, iterations of the marketplace, building out the ontology and building out the wallets next. So if you're interested in, in programming Electron um, and participating in kind of like what light clients look like and how people can participate in like a DAP store inside their wallet um, that also participates on our network. Uh, they can reach out to me. We're here based in San Francisco. And uh, yeah, we actually have offices. We're super legit. That's what I'm talking about. So yeah. last question that I'd like to ask uh, before we wrap things up is, is there anything that you wished I would have asked you but didn't? Ooh. You know, I think we covered so much in such a, a small amount of time. Let's see. Uh, you know, I got to talk about my, my past, where we're at now, as well as kind of some thoughts on AI. Uh, I, you know, I want to know kind of what you expect out of AI. I think that would be a pretty interesting conversation as well. What I expect out of AI? Yeah. I mean, where do you think it's going next? Um, that's a broad Brought, uh, Maybe we'll brush. save it for next time. <laughs> Maybe you should do a part two. Let's do uh, it. Or I could join you on your podcast about AI. Oh, that would be have time to, I actually do want to do that. I don't have time. I don't think we could go into that on this episode of announcements, but that is a very interesting question because uh, 
that's something that I wish someone would have asked me every day of my life, but I don't. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. Don't. So, because uh, one, you risk sounding like a kook when everybody's like, really? That's not what any of this is going to look like. But you know, anyway. you know what I say? If, if I, I think that comes with the territory, though, right? Like, if you're able to work on. Uh, so, so there's a great quote by Alan Kay. The best way to predict the future is to build it, right? Mm-hmm. But if you can build the future, you should risk sounding like a kook uh, just because that's your vision, right? And that's what you're building towards. And if you can make it happen, like, prove them wrong. That's very true. I like, I like to couple that with uh, old Henry Ford's. I don't even know if he said it or not, but I've read it so many times on the internet now. It's like if, if I asked the people what they wanted... Uh, they would have said faster horses. Right. Uh, that's right. like one of my favorite quotes. Um, yeah. It's basically like a, a very professional middle finger to people that want to not <laughs> believe that new technologies come and they change things. But, well, yeah. we can wrap it up, man. This is a pretty good interview. I always appreciate speaking with one of the uh, cryptocurrency primes like right myself. Yeah. Um, that's a second oh. Transformers uh, reference for you guys listening. But go ahead. <laughs> uh, maybe, yeah, maybe next time we'll talk about like kind of how Synapse can impact like that future that you know, or unlock that future that we're working towards. I think that might be interesting as well. Why don't we? Why don't we bring up a little bit of that right now? Let's squeeze okay. that in. How yeah. is Synapse going to impact impact that future that we're talking about, where you know AI is uh, you know pretty prevalent. Um, you know, so multiple, I think when we're talking about the narrative of Synapse right now, we're talking about humans and how they can participate in building models and, and these things like that. Uh, what we then go to talk about is how, because there's programmatic access to this network, you have uh, the models and the agents that embody the models, uh, they can participate in offering themselves out as a service, right? And then you have this really cool uh, kind of emergent quality out of the tech where you have uh, agents contracting other agents, right? And when I say agents, it could be humans, but in this specific context, it's basically like programmatic. Um, so uh, you, you can actually have like a chatbot contract out NLU or image classification or uh, any other like contextual machine learning model that it wants. So, and, and what's even cooler is as these models learn, uh, everyone that's accessing the model learns together, right? They all get smarter equally. So you can actually build a network where you have these AIs, these models and these agents that grow and, and learn and, and kind of communicate with one another. And that's, that's where I think the real power comes in, right? Because once you have these agents that have access to resources and have uh, kind of autonomy, you can get what we are starting to talk about, which are autonomous logistics and supply chains, right? Where you have these autonomous agents that have directives that can contract one another and then optimize those paths because of data lineage on the network, right? And I know this is like a real heavy concept, but I promise you in like three, three years, everyone will be talking about this, right? <laughs> so mm-hmm. um, yeah, so we're building a network where like AIs can basically build and optimize without our intervention, which is 
is next level, right? Next level, almost even scary, but awesome it, at it, the same time. Yeah, uh, you know that's that's. I think it's it's probably where the most potential lies is in the the most unknown areas, right? And and I think being able to facilitate that and give uh, agency to to what we can when we can, I think is is kind of you know our our best job in leveraging technology. You're absolutely right. It's like the it's it's the people that are that have the fortitude enough to to jump into the unknown and start creating the definitions that people use. I mean that's 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 what it's all about. That's what it seems to be what this industry is 100% about is like, oh, we haven't done that before. Well, let's yeah. figure it out, define it, and let's see, let some other people play with it after we define it. Right. You know, so. Yeah. Cool. Uh, well, yeah. I mean, that's kind of like the the big future of of where Synapse is headed. Computers, not computers. Yeah, why not? Computers selling things to other computers without the need for a human to say yes or no. They just they just do it. Yeah, that's right. a whole. We call it the AI economy, right? Let's. Uh, I'm going to refer the first three chapters of the Animatrix to the listeners right now. Uh, <laughs> you might want to do your research after you listen to this episode and see what could be possible. So yeah, awesome. <laughs> well, Dan, cool, thanks man. for stopping by. It's been great, and thanks for having the fortitude to stick with crypto for all of these ups and these downs and these crazy things that happen. For and, sure. Uh, well, thanks for stopping by. So. Yeah, thanks for having me. Cheers.